good, everyone, and welcome back to the Nostalgia Post Ultra Podcast. My name is Nostalgia. Joining me is As Told by Zoe. What's good, my guy? What's up? Hey, man. Uh, real quick before we... Oh, I'm excited to be back uh, recording again. Uh, we took about a week off. Uh, some scheduling stuff that kind of come up with us. Father's Day. See, Father's Day, exactly. And Zoe's dad's birthday as well. So, um, as you can see, obviously, we do not have a guest on this episode of the podcast. Not we yet. We're getting... Yeah, we'll be getting her on, I hope, the next one. If not, you know, for the July weekend's coming up, so you never know. But, again, uh, we uh, will have her on and just kind of scheduling things kind of fell through for us. So, uh, but we're still here recording, still trying to get an episode out in general. Because me and Zoe both have a lot of stuff we need to get off our chest. This is probably going to be the rant episode part two. <laughs> mm-hmm. already had, wait, I think it's part three, isn't it? Because then we have, like, we've already had a few of them, right? I remember I rented about Disney, about Star Wars, and that, that stupid hotel that closed because oh. it was stupid from the jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I think I, let me, let me see something. I think I have our episode list up. Give me a second. Our episode titles and stuff. Because we have, we had the rant episode and, like, slash bleach slander is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Um... There was another one, the filler episode, technically a rant one. The Netflix is an evil company. There's that one. We've ranted a few times. There's one more. I'm trying to think. Where is it at? Or is it just that one? Huh. I guess it's just that. I guess it's just, I guess this is part three, technically, of 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 us ranting. Um, <laughs> there's a few things we definitely need to get off our chest. I think Zoe, you texted me well yesterday or two days ago yes. about. Final Fantasy 16, and you said you had some kind of a rant for it, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you have it. The floor is yours, big guy. All right, I've been waiting for this game since like I want to say 2019. I think that's when they no, no, 2020 is when they announced it, right after Final Fantasy 7 remake. Um, finally came out last Thursday. I've been playing it. Uh, it's it's really good. It's very it's it's different from I wouldn't say very different because there is a lot of similarities, but it's different from other Final Fantasies. It's rated M. It's oh, really? bloody. Yeah, it's bloody. They curse a shit ton. It's kind of horny. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they streamlined the JRPG stuff, so it's more like I would. I would say it's more like God of War, like the new version. Yeah. Where instead of completely an open world, it's like big open sections and then you travel between them through a map. Okay. And then, you know, uh, hack and slash like De- like Devil May Cry. You get to pull off sick combos and shit like that. I like the game a lot. Oh, and another big thing that makes this different from other Final Fantasy games is the main character isn't a twink. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a he's like a a dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not he's not a skinny white anime boy. Oh my god. It's not um it's not what's his name? Is it? It's not a continuation of the one I played, is it? No. No. It's, brand it's new. Not, it's not Noctis? Okay. No. All right. It, it's a it's a brand new character, brand new world. Um and before I get into my rant, interestingly enough, uh 
a lot of people have been praising the voice acting because the Japanese development team, Square Enix, they said, let's develop this game English first. So they wrote the script, then translated it in English, recorded the English lines before anything else. Really? Okay. Yes, because... And when I say English, I mean like British... English. There's oh it, yeah. It's not it's not cloud being like hey, what's up, dude. It's you know Yeah. yeah, yeah. The I guy who play, the guy who plays Sid in this game is uh for anyone who's seen it, the father from the witch. Big guy he speaks like this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Um yeah, so voice cast is great. You know what? That this is a great segue. This is the first part of my rant about this game. The develop, the developers and the and the producers, um, this really famous guy Yoshi P, he saved Final Fantasy fourteen from being a, a terrible MMO. He told people, um, "Oh, you should play this game in English." Like even my Japanese fans played in English with Japanese subtitles. Uh, he says, "Play the game in English with Japanese subtitles." That's how we want you to play it. And Americans who speak English were mad about it. Oh my God. They were they were like, because it's it's the same people who still argue to this day, like uh, sub over dub. Jesus Christ, dude. But bro, it's like who you speak English, you don't speak Japanese. Literally, what are we talking about? Like who cares? <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's the same people who who play God of War in Japanese, and they're like, "It's like an anime." Oh my gosh! No, it's a video game. It's a video game. <laughs> it's literally a video game. So that's the smallest part. The second part, my, the main reason I wanted to rant today was the game on Metacritic. I don't follow critics to a T. Usually, but I do think it is a good litmus, uh, not litmus test. It's a good gauge, you know? Yeah. Um, there are some games that are like rated a 73 that I like a lot. There's some games that are rated, you know, really high that I don't like anything made by FromSoft. <laughs> <laughs> um, just kidding. I like those games. I just can't play them. Um, so the game on, on Metacritic has a has an 88. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Uh the user score now the user score now is a 7.6. Also pretty good. It was at a 5.8. <laughs> because there were so many Here's I here's the thing. I I play up a lot of stuff because exaggerating, not on the podcast, exaggerating in real life is fun. Yeah. So I kind of don't care about the console wars. I, I, I don't give a shit. I know I always tell people, uh, no American consoles in this house. It's Sony and Nintendo. It just so <laughs> happened that's how I grew up. I don't really care. Yeah, he says with a PlayStation shirt on right now. I wow. I <laughs> this is a this is a house <laughs> shirt. This is not a going out shirt. <laughs> um, but uh. As a, as I've grown up, 
as I've, uh, you know, grown into the person that I want to be, I like video games and I want all video games to do well. I don't like when video games do bad. Yeah. Unless, unless it's Blizzard. Because I fucking hate that company. Yeah. Besides that, like Starfield, Starfield's coming out for Xbox only. It'd be sick if Starfield was great. Like, I would love it to be great, and then I could see clips on it, like on YouTube or TikTok. That'd be cool. Yeah. And and I could live my life happy. There are so many people. I think Metacritic, I can't find them anymore because I think Metacritic has been pulling them. But there are so many zeros, so many reviews of people being like, oh, this game sucks. Why can't Microsoft just beat Sony out already? Like, it's like, bro, what are you talking about? That's your and reasoning? Other, and other people are like, uh, this game sucks because it's a PlayStation exclusive. Why'd they do that? It's like, bro, you haven't played the game. You haven't played the game. What, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, that is such loser behavior to get, to wake up, turn on your Xbox Get mad that you have an Xbox and then can't play Final Fantasy. <laughs> Go to your computer and then type out, eh, why isn't it on Xbox? Like, bro, <laughs> be be mad at, at, at the executives, sure, but like... <clears throat> right. Do people don't know how licensing works? Like, sorry, bro. Look, I'm a huge fan of Yakuza now. The Yakuza games are timed exclusive to Xbox. You don't see me crying. Yeah, well, they're well, they're only for like six months, and then you get the game later. Yeah. If anything, it works in your benefit because you can play other games that you want to play that are available to you now. Yes. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? <laughs> I don't get it. It's it's so weird. But yeah, they they've taken them off, but like this one's this one is by Gamer Boy nineteen ninety one. <laughs> so so this is a man in his 30s well not well into his 30s but he's in his 30s yes and it says another game boosted by the gaming media already off to a bad start yes you sound like a conservative <laughs> and there's the word woke is coming at some point in time in that sentence you know why because they are afraid if they don't give a good review to sony they won't get review codes, and Sony will not let them get their hands on the games early. This is coming from a dude in the user score section. So he's not a critic. He won't get <laughs> review codes. So I don't know what he's talking about. And then he lists off six points. Listen carefully. Here's a non-biased review from a person not afraid of Sony. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dog, Sony makes electronics. You don't need to be afraid of them. Number one, this is not optimized well. Falls below 30 frames per second during battle. Uh, let me offer this as rebuttal. Clean your fucking PlayStation. <laughs> no, literally. Like, what are you talking about? Come on. <laughs> Clean your PlayStation or he's on graphics mode. I play on on FPS performance mode. mode. I play on performance mode, and it it's not sixty frames all the time, but it never dips under thirty. I never get motion sick. Like on graphics mode, turning 
makes me sick. On performance mode, it's fine. Yeah. Um, battles are too easy. You only need two buttons to kill bosses. Okay. Um, as someone who's playing the game, that this person picked the easy mode, and the easy mode gives you, um, three rings. Well, it gives you like six, but you're equipped with the first three that are ring of timely focus that give you like right before you're about to be hit it gives you like a, a quick time the dodge yeah a quick time dodge mm-hmm. um ring of timely i think it's like ring of timely attack see i don't even know because i don't use them but ring of timely attack which does all the special moves for you without having you to press any button what and then and then there's ring of there's another ring that does the magic for you too. So it's literally easy mode. It's who just easy to, mode. Who wants to play like that in the first place? Exactly my point. But here's the thing. Even if you do pick easy mode, you can take those off. So what is but he? This person doesn't read. <laughs> he didn't. He hasn't checked his fucking equipment. He hasn't put on the the badge of might that gives you plus seven attack or one of the other badges that helps out your magic he doesn't read that's so dumb so already the first two points i've debunked you 100 uh three the story is messy and weird here here's my biggest thing and maybe a lot of people won't agree with this but this is a square enix game (laughs) (laughs) and that's all i have to say all their all their stories are are weird. If you okay, if you there might be like new players coming into this game, like you know you you see all the hype surrounding Final Fantasy sixteen and you want to see what it's about. Cool, whatever, fine. I just think you know if the story is not for you, then just don't play the game, or yeah. or you or just just give it back or something. But like for those that have stuck around with Square Enix games, and even though I haven't played too many of them, I still under I still come in with the understanding. That's most games in that kind of realm are going to have weird stories. It's just kind of what it is. And not, not to mention like where I'm at right now. Um, I'm, I'm understanding the story pretty well. Oh, not to mention during most cutscenes, if you hold the, the touchpad of the, of the PS five, there yeah. is active time lore. So if you're lost, It'll show you like three to five points of relevancy and you can read about what's going on. <laughs> that's actually really smart. It's awesome. It's really fucking cool because that's how I learned all the fucking kingdoms names. It's really fucking cool. So again, uh, you got, you kind of got to know where you're getting yourself into bro. The first final fantasy from the eighties, the one that's all just pixels. Yeah. Bro, that one's about time travel. And you're telling me this one is messy? Yeah, come on. It start this this series started messy. Exactly. Like you got to know what you're getting into. This one does not make sense. Uh point number 4, rated M for clout. Nothing mature about this game. <laughs> what what does rated M for clout mean? Uh 
I thought for sure it's going to be rated M for woke. I really wanted to hear that. Really wanted to hear what, it. What does rated M for clout mean? Does he does he elaborate at all in that later no. point? It, well, no. re- read it again. <laughs> he just says rated M for clout. Nothing mature about this game. I guess more so just like to say they. I guess he's saying, which is still not a good justification for it. I guess he's saying, oh, they decided to make it rated M just to give it that extra like flair so more people would want to buy it, I guess. Maybe, but the thing is, bro, the game has blood in it. It's going to be rated M like either way. I, to yeah. me, that to me, this screams it's not like God of War, which is a little more gory. Like this game has like blood when you hit people and whenever the icon battles are going on there's like big pools of blood because they're kaiju basically yeah and uh some scenes with like some sexual advances um but you know you'll see you'll see the back of a girl with her shirt off but you won't see a titty which is not what old god of war was you know yeah (laughs) so I don't know. It's just they wanted to go for a more realistic, well, scratch that, more grounded. Because, oh, yeah, the Chocobos aren't cartoony. The Moogles aren't cartoony. It's a little bit more like a realistic art style. I just yeah. feel like they, they had a vibe and they went with it. And, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're trying, if he's trying to compare M rated game to M rated game, then okay, fine. I get that. But, if you're rating it M, it's for a reason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not because we want more people to be... If anything, rating it M would deter you, deter a whole other percentage of your fan base or consumer base. Low key. Yeah. No, it's, it's true. Because you're trying to get out... You're, going, you're trying to go after the younger-ish audience. Yeah, you're... Because a large percentage of your fan base or consumer base potentially would be teenagers in that realm you know what i'm saying like sure. so you would probably want them to buy the game as well mm-hmm. rating it m would potentially i'm not, obviously like when i was 15 i was still buying m rated games yeah but, but everyone's different everyone's different you know what i'm saying so you could potentially kind of knock off some of your percentage of your consumer base if you make it m i feel like they did that for a reason you know what i'm saying yeah yeah maybe but you know, I think this one is is very much more a personal thing. Yeah. Um, and there's two more points. Point five is the only good thing is that the main character looks good. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I mean, yeah, he has a cool design, Clive, but so does Sid, and so does Jill. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't know what that's supposed to mean. I don't know, bro. um and then point six is the side characters are meh which is totally wrong because this sid might be one of the best sids in all of final fantasy really he is so fucking cool he's the first ally you meet kind of um and he's just like this not I'm not gonna spoil much, but like he like runs this hideaway for like the Oh, there's another thing I wanna talk to you about. 
Oh um, god. But he runs this hideaway for people to hide and and he's cool as fuck and he's played by the Green Knight and he's just so fucking cool. He's awesome. He has electric powers. He's sick. I love him. Yeah. Um, J- Jill is cool as fuck too. Um a childhood friend of Clive who gets stolen kidnapped by the iron kingdom and she's forced to fight she's the dominant of ice she's shiva like it's it's her her story is really fucking cool again i don't know what this guy this guy's insane but did he even play the wait so is he is he reviewing it from the from the perspective of somebody that did not get the chance to play the game because he's an xbox fan I don't know, dude. He reviewed this the day after it came out, so, so you can't, you can't, you can't make a a a, a, a like a what's the a, word I'm looking a for? A proper assessment. A, you can't make an assessment of a video game after one day. Yeah. It's also the story is messy and weird. How much of the story have you played? Because that's not a. It's not like it's a six-hour game. This is not a critic review. This is a user score review. <laughs> so it's I don't. He has. He did not get a review code for this. He did not play this early. Yeah. So like again, this guy's weird. I think the rest of the bad reviews they they make more sense. It's like. Um, other people are saying like, oh, I've I've played Final Fantasy my whole life. This one's very different. It's like everyone has personal stuff, right? Yeah. It's just this one who he's like, I'm not scared of Sony. It's like, dog, who are you lying to? <laughs> oh my god, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, it's an eighty eight game, bro. It's it's fucking good. It's not perfect, but it's good. I do think it's it's a game of the year contender. I don't know if it's gonna win, but I do think it's a contender. Yeah, I mean I mean before we start recording you know you were getting on to me because the fact that i don't have a ps5 yet but that is a game that i definitely want to play it is not one that i will get on my playstation 4 because i do not want to start a fire in my apartment complex bro i had to i had to move i had to delete a game and move three games to my external hard drive because why is it that big oh my god it is a hundred gigabytes Holy shit. <laughs> it's a, it's insane. Oh man. Um uh but to point out again the side characters are meh. Not to like harp on his review more, but this is something that we've talked about before in other video games, specifically Atlas. When Atlas Atlas has a lot of uh homosexual characters in their games, but they don't really handle them well. Yeah. Oh yeah, we talked about that, yeah. Sid is gay. And it's not a point of like, whoa, whoa, whoa this character's he's, gay. He's <laughs> just gay and everyone goes about their day. As it should be. Yeah. And he's badass. He's not like, you know, played off as a joke. He is the guy who finds Clive. Uh, he finds Jill. He's the guy who runs the hideaway, uh, hideaway. He's the guy who gets shit done. Like, 
he's just a normal guy who happens, who happens to, be gay. to be gay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah. not like, and it's not even like he points it out to you. Like, obviously there's like a scene where Clive is naked uh, in the jail. And then he comes and he gives you your clothes. And he just says, he says a comment like, uh, even though you're handsome, you're not my type. And he leaves. And then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that happens and then you just kind of go about your day. Like nothing else really. Yes. <laughs> it's, not it's, not, to say. it's not like you zoom in on Clive and he's like, oh, like he's just, no one cares and everything's normal. As it should be, man. That's yeah. I can see. I from that first like few sentences, I could have sworn I was waiting for same the him to drop the W word. Same, <laughs> same. You know, you know what's crazy though. It, it's a Japanese game, so there's not a lot of uh, skin representation, as, as at least where I'm at. Yeah, but if there was. I feel like a lot more people would have dropped the W word. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And also, I don't know if this is about the same thing, but so again, Trill Valentine, I follow her. Mm-hmm. Literally, she posted, she posted a tweet. I think she's playing Final Fantasy uh, 16. And she was like, there's no way I can see why black people aren't in this or dark skinned people aren't in this game. Because when they talk about branded and servants and other stuff like that, people would look at the game real funny. <laughs> I was I was just I was just about to tell you you one of your takes, I'm almost positive you said this on the podcast. One of your takes was a good story always has racism Lip, dude, in it. Talk, like the, I don't know what it is. Yes. A good like a story that for some reason People love and adore for some dumb reason always has either racism or slavery in it. I don't understand. This has both. <laughs> this is so. It's insane because it. So. It's crazy to me. The 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 biggest story. Like point of this game is, if you're born with the power to use magic without crystals, you get branded and then you become a slave. But, you know, to make the main characters look better, you know, Clive's dad was never, uh, uh, you know, mean to his branded. He let them live. Um, okay, and, yeah, he was he then, was the ni- the nice master. Of, of course, of course, and then, Jesus Christ. Um, and the whole point of Sid's hideaway is to you know get branded people and you know basically it's like the, he's, the, he's the Harry, he's underground railroad yes sit is harry tubman okay yes <laughs> he 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 lets them live and it it's it's very interesting because a lot of them have like a scar to get their brand oh, off fuck. i'm like oh yeah. shit this is cool. but the i guess they they make it really they the way that they they tell the story they make the bad guys sound really dumb. And I think it's on purpose because if, if you can use magic, you're branded. But if you're royalty, 
you are blessed by the insert icon here yeah what so it's to it's so they don't get branded and it's i'm almost positive it's to show you like oh the nobility are just a bunch of assholes (laughs) yeah i guess like the rules uh punishment for for thee but not for me essentially yes yes makes sense (laughs) and that's why um uh something happens in the well it's in the demo so it's not really uh spoiling anything um something happens to clive in the be- in the beginning of the game where his brother his dad um the first commander who's like basically his uncle uh and a bunch of the fucking army all die except for clive and then you kind of find out the reason this whole thing happened was because clive's mom the queen was working with the Holy Empire of San Breck, which is another empire. Yeah. So she's a bitch. And oh, I have, she always hated Clive because Clive wasn't the Phoenix icon. That was his little brother. Yeah. So she keeps him, sends him off to the army of San Breck, and that's when he gets branded. So he wasn't branded as a child because he was royalty, but now that he's not, he gets branded. That makes sense. So again, I think they do that on purpose of like, wow, so the nobility are just all pieces of shit. Yeah, and I I keep, I don't know why this has become a thing, and it's really just super crazy. I got to look back and find when I said that. I cannot remember where I said that at, where almost every story that, is good or that we've liked so far. There's, obviously, there's exceptions to this rule. Yeah. In fiction, 100%. But for some reason, a lot of the best stories have racism, and I don't understand why they can't just not have it in there. Is it to make an easy bad guy? It, it has to be. It has to be. Like, you think about, okay, just think about in general, um, some of the like best like anime in general, right? Uh, that's been out. I know you. I know you have your reservations about it, but obviously Naruto technically has racism with the the fact that uh, Toby Rama as a Hokage essentially exiled the the Uchiha clan and turned them into it turned them into the police force. Technically racism. Uh, you the have Arlong pirates. The Arlong pirates in One Piece. You have. Full Metal Alchemist, you have oh, what are the names of those people? And I forgot their names. The names of the, the like the like scars, scars people. Oh, I forgot, but yes, he yes, his kind. The entire literally the entire premise or like underlying B plot of Full Metal Alchemist has to do with the <laughs> military industrial complex and the issues of war and racism as a and you know what I'm saying, and like stuff like that, like issues with war and conquest and imperialism it has racism in it um oh my god you know what you know what just hit me what you know okay you know how um movies where like a neo-nazi gets with a black girl you know how those are super annoying yes uh (laughs) the devil is a part-timer is kind of the same thing oh my god a devil yes. gets hooks up with a holy angel. <laughs> oh my. 
and they're fighting because they hate each other. They're kind of racist. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Um, Attack on Titan is literally an allegory for World War Two. Oh yeah, that's the easiest one. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just <laughs> you don't have to have it in your story, but people continue to do it, and I don't understand why. <laughs> Bioshock Infinite is just actual historical slavery. <laughs> Yeah, though they like show not not show it per se, but they have they have someone getting I'm not gonna say the word on here, but they have they have somebody getting hate crimed in there the game. A, it it is a an optional thing where wow, now that I'm remembering it, they get really racist. But no, again, for real. it's 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 for easy bad guy. They 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 bring out a uh what's it called? an interracial couple and they're tied up to a like post and the craziest part is this game is 10 years old so as a i was 15 when that game came out holy shit i know um yeah as a 14 15 year old i kind of didn't pay no mind but as they're brought out there is cutouts of 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 monkeys it's no, it's lit like it's actually some really unhinged shit. You, yeah, you, you, they give you a baseball, and you can choose to throw it at them to blend in, or to throw it at the uh, the guy running the show. And if you choose to throw it at the guy running the show later on, that couple meets up with you, and then they give you something. Uh, if you choose to throw it at them they obviously are scared of you and then you know you know bioshock you're the bad guy and yeah yeah it makes sense it's just yeah it's it's just kind of crazy how far like i i get you're trying to it's trying to be shocking in this sense of like wow these people are fucked up but monkeys literally come on maybe could have toned it down a little bit that's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know. I have to. We'd have to go back and like play that game just to see the whole setup. Because obviously, it's not Rapture. I forgot the name of the place that you're in in Infinite. Oh man, it's, yeah. So did I. It's essentially basically the cult of the of the founding fathers. Essentially, yeah. Right. It's like George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and somebody else are like the rulers or the creators of the world or some kind of yeah godlike oh, entity it's, it's literally called columbia yeah columbia okay so when you have something like that i can see what the intent was right yeah obviously the forefathers were all slave owners 100 percent. and yeah. in that ish in that time period that was something that was going on it's just maybe probably something they could have executed a little bit better yeah, because I, I, it's only that scene that gets and that it, crazy, and it never comes up ever again. No, what is it? It's an optional thing, or no, and no, no. It's it's no. no it's no. part of the main storyline. You have it, to do it, but the yeah. option is to throw it at them or the guy. Yeah, it's not like it's an optional mission. Like that's a, that's something that you are you see early in the game. <laughs> Even but even as a fifteen year old, I threw it at the guy. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, it's like, what are we doing? Um, but yeah, no, nah, that's <laughs> so fucked. 
So fucked. And then, but yeah, Final Fantasy 16. Just going back to that. I, when I get a PS5, we'll play the game. 100%. That's I good. think that we talked about Final Fantasy so many times on this podcast. And my thought process about the games in general is always the same. And I enjoyed Final Fantasy 14. Random though, now that 16 has come out, people are kind of changing their stance on Final Fantasy 14, which I don't understand why. You 15? Oh, 15. My bad. Yeah, 15. Yes, that happens all the time with everything. But it's like, okay, the main gripe of the game, right, that I have that, you know, me playing it, finishing it, whatever. The combat could have been better. Yeah. But it was something that they had just started doing. Yes. Like, this was the first Final Fantasy game that they had ever created with this kind of combat system where you are freely moving around. Like, it's not really turn-based. Yeah. So, obviously, it's not going to be as polished as the Final Fantasy VII remake or this Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. And even still, like, the story was fine, Although you had to get out of context from very shitty Final Fantasy animated movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Regardless of that, though, the story wasn't bad. Uh, honestly, so some, yeah. some, of the, some of the best uh, character writing because, yeah, the story is fine. But genuinely, the, the friendship between the four dudes is heart-wrenching. It's great. No, literally. And I genuinely enjoyed that entire story. Like, just... Even doing when I played it through the second, third time, because I, it, for some reason, I started it one game, then I'm just like, I want to restart, and then I did the same mm. thing again. When I <laughs> played it for the third time, right, I made it a point to myself that any time one of those random, like, buddy side missions popped up, I would always do them because yeah. I genuinely enjoyed hanging out and like experiencing the relationship that Noctis had. With Gladio, Prompto, and oh my god, what's his name? Ignis. Ignis and Ignis. And obviously, I liked more. I liked other characters more than others. Like my sure. least favorite, my least favorite character for Final Fantasy fifteen was probably Prompto, and it's not because of who he is as a character. It's because he he's the equivalent of Daffy in Kingdom Hearts. No matter what you do for him, he's dying. You mean first. Donald. No, no, Donald. My fault. Donald. Taffy. It's my fault. Yeah, you know, you know what I meant. <laughs> Donald in in yeah. uh, Kingdom Hearts. No matter what, he's dying first. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> so that was literally it. Other than that, I I enjoyed him as a character. Um, what did I say, wait, Daffy? Dude, that was so weird. Dude, I I... revisionist history is always going to be a thing because uh, fucking. Final Fantasy 13, the one with lightning. Yeah. When that came out, it was hated. It was very much it, it was the same combat as Final Fantasy 12, which is like it, it's I haven't played those games, but I I have seen it. It is a lot different than um the the original turn-based games. Mm-hmm. And people were like it's a hallway simulator. There's, it's not open world. Uh, there's no map. There's no this. There's no that. And as the years go by, I see a bunch of people 
just tweet out like you guys owe Final Fantasy 13 an apology. It's actually really good. And this and that and blah blah blah. And it's like <laughs> it's like, bro, I I I'm not I'm not knocking liking something that people don't like. Cause like again, everyone's different. Um, yeah. and I, I haven't played those games. It Final Fantasy 13 is on my wish list. I I'll play it eventually when I feel like it. But like it it again revisionist history it's just it's always going to be like wow this thing sucks now and then when the new thing comes out actually this thing was pretty good because people can't differentiate that like having this thing for so long doesn't mean it's like it's like people don't like change i that's what i've noticed 100% the 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 cultural zeitgeist the 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 they don't like change they always say i want something new but then go crazy when they remake uh star wars for the fifth time <laughs> yeah it's like I, I oh i want a new game and then nintendo drops a 70 dollar remake of a gamecube game and then they still buy it which <laughs> Hey, Metroid Prime is probably fire. Yeah. But it's but it's also like Metroid Prime 4 has been announced for like seven years and it hasn't come out yet. Right. But when Metroid Prime 4 does come out, <clears throat> people are, are going to be like, this isn't like the old one. Then why <laughs> did you ask for it? <laughs> um. Yeah, but like, I don't know. the. I guess the discourse around it is like, oh, now that 16's out, we're finally able to talk about how bad this game was. And it's like, wait, hold on. Like, I know it wasn't the most highly reviewed game, but most people that I saw and know that played it enjoyed the game. Yeah. And again, I think the combat in the game could have been way better, but you also have to think it's the first time they tried this out. Yeah. So while I did get annoying a lot of times, you just run up to an enemy and hold circle and then when you see the prompt on the screen to hold square you hold square so you can parry like that was that was kind of boring at times especially when you're fighting certain monsters but being able to use noctis in a way to warp strike while also mixing in combos mixing in supports from your from the other three members in your party it had some really cool moments it did so i don't know it was weird super weird um that that's that's my whole that's your that's your thing final fantasy rant and i better and i better not hear it when persona 3 in person and re fantasy comes out <laughs> um i so my rants are not necessarily video game related mm. but i mean it's applicable to a lot of different stuff the it have a, it has a specific point, and I have one thing that it's basically like one rant with two points in it, and then one that I don't know if we're gonna get to it in time. If we don't, it's not a huge deal. I want to talk about Spider Verse, okay, for one one second. I want to talk about Spider Verse. I think it's good. People are still talking about it online, so yeah, I want to talk about Spider Verse specifically. Head cannons in Spider Verse. Oh, <laughs> I want to talk about. 
I have okay. no idea where this is going, but I, I don't like it already. Or and that okay, not even just head cannons, but analysis and head cannons in Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. And in order to help my point, there is something <clears throat> there is something that I read recently that's on my like manga that I've read in 2023 list that is definitely applicable. The subject matter and the topic is applicable to what I'm about to talk about. And this it's a what is it? Who wrote it? It's uh <clears throat> who wrote it? Hold on. It's the I think it's Fujimoto, the writer chainsaw man. I could be wrong about that though. Hold on. Who wrote it? Yeah, t- uh Toski Fujimoto wrote the story. It's called Just Listen to the Song. Okay? It's a one shot. It's only like 15 pages. And essentially what it is, is this guy has a crush on this girl in high school. And he he writes and sings her a song and uploads it to YouTube. Okay? Mm-hmm. So he gets, you know, the song's bad. He gets, you know, ridiculed and bullied for it. And it, the Oof. song's bad. The, the crush rejects him or whatever. However, right? However, the... For some weird reason, like a ghost appears in the background in a window, right? Okay. So instead, so the story, the, the the video blows up because people see the ghost, and now people are trying to make commentary on like the political state of the world. How when you play the song backwards, it's some it's like some. Uh, some satanic uh, incantation. Like if Pink you Floyd shit. Uh, if you look through some of the words that he's saying, it means X, Y, and Z. Like there's just very much like like in depth going so far with this song. When in actuality, it's just a song that he wrote badly to profess sure. his love for his crush. You see what I'm saying? Sure. And by the end of it, by the end of it, he tries to make another video or another song, hoping for the same thing. And uh, it doesn't work. Like he gets like does, gets no views because people were thinking he was gonna drop something crazy and nothing happened in the video. So now they have nothing to really go off of because at the at the at its core, it's just a song. That sounds that sounds really funny. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's just, so applying that to Spider Verse, right? You get the artists that come out and say, "Oh, this is what's going on." You know, this is what we tried to do for X, Y, and Z. I'm not saying it's bad to create, you know, theories about what you think might happen in the next movie, because obviously that's a part one. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, making speculation about what certain items of clothing certain characters have on or certain things that are part of their character because of the fact that, excuse me, for the fact that most of the stuff that the characters have and that they wear and what they say is intentional. Right? Mm-hmm. Most of what they say and what they do, what they wear is intentional, especially for a movie like this where it has a lot of imagery and talking about stuff. My, my problem, though, is when people try to take theories and headcanon and swear up and down that it's supposed to be canon. And it's like, we need to pump the brakes for a second. Specifically, I'm talking about two different things. One of them being that Miles O'Hara is racist. And the second thing is 
that Gwen Stacy is trans. I've, we talked, we mentioned it very briefly on one of the other episodes. I think, which Wait, one was it? I can't remember. That Miles is racist or Miguel? No, M- Miguel O'Hara is racist. Uh-huh. Okay. That's weird already. Okay. So, the, yeah, so it's yeah, two things. Miguel O'Hara, Miguel O'Hara is racist and Gwen Stacy is trans. Okay. But the first one. Where in any point of the, of the movie did like and I, okay so i was just for background on this i was looking through like tiktok and for some reason like the spider-verse has been my entire for you page anymore like i don't even get anime stuff on my for you page anymore sure sure it's all spider-verse stuff and this girl was talking about how uh miguel was being miguel is being racist and how uh he's he's talking down to the only you know mixed race black and a a traditional a traditional hispanic man talking a certain type of way to a black teenager and how he got uh his white co-worker slash counterparts to gang up on miles and the verbiage he was using for it is could, could come off as racist are did we watch the same movie jessica drew is black Spider Bite is black. Hobie Brown is black. black. <laughs> like, what? what are we talking about? Literally, the only issue. Pav is Indian. Yeah, no, yeah, but like, I think I don't understand why people are doing making this point because the reason, and and they they always bring up that phrase like, "Oh, you're you don't belong here. You're not supposed to be here," right? Which, okay, in certain context could be used as some yeah. kind of as a racist coded phrase 1000% sure. right i am no stranger to hearing that phrase sure. i'm just be honest right now i'm no stranger to hearing that phrase the problem is if you watch the movie you understand that he's not talking it from a perspective of oh yeah miles is a black black teenager so he doesn't belong here mm-hmm. in the spires of our society it's because spider of earth 42 was not supposed to bite him yeah, it's Apparently. been set up since the first movie. Like For that's what? what it is. Exactly. Like, who do do people not watch Miguel's intro where he talks about how do you okay how do you look at a man who's represents themes of loss, grief, uh, hubris, and like. Uh, and regret, right? How do you look at a man that represents all four of those character traits? You see his interaction with Miles and how much of a stickler he is for the rules and keeping order, and instead go, yeah, he's pretty. He's he's a he's a bit of a stickler. He's a he's a dickhead, but I can see what he's trying to do. Yeah. And go, nah, he's racist, bro. Media literacy is dead. The problem is when people, people for both the Miguel O'Hara and the Gwen Stacy thing, which I'll get in a second, for both of those things, people are like, oh, you, you, your media, media literacy is just dead if you don't see it. What a, that phrase is like that phrase now is, is gone to the point where I don't even like to use it anymore because it's a, 
it's a miss it's a misused phrase now here here here's the thing and i think <laughs> okay i like i like the movie parasite a lot obviously parasite has a lot to do with um the the state of of capitalism in korea and uh the the way the the rich interact with the poor and stuff like that um there are there are some people who like to watch movies just for stories they kind of want treat movies as um escapism so they don't really see that parasite has a lot to do with uh, real world real world stuff um and i think that's fine honestly uh just because a movie has themes grounded in reality doesn't mean you have to like think about that shit yeah. um but the problem is parasite was such a good movie that everyone thinks all movies have to be like that now when that's not the point of movies <laughs> yeah exactly these people who who made spider-verse had a story and yeah they had like a little meaning in the first one that like ev- anyone can wear the mask but that's that's as deep as those like quote unquote meanings go. Yeah, and it's a character driven story that is yes. at the end of the day, and even in both well, for across Spider-Verse is a little bit different. But for Into the Spider-Verse, at the end of the day, the movie is about Miles. Yes. The movie is about Miles. In Across the Spider-Verse, the movie is about Gwen and Miles mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not about, I mean, there's other themes and other motifs and other metaphors that are intertwined in it. But at the end of the day, the movie is about Gwen and Miles. Right? But there's just like, okay, the um, the the issues I have, it's just like, what are we trying to do here? Because even with, and even in the other point I'm going to get to in a second, and I'm going to come back to the same point. I'm going to reiterate the same point. It doesn't help those that accurately point out stuff like that when you do stuff like this. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's 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 like this weird thing of like like that the the main point is honestly that person needs to relax. Yes, we, we, we live in a world where racism is still prevalent, and that sucks, and my cat is coming out from under my bed. Um, <laughs> but but not everything, not everything is, like, has to be about that. Like, you can turn your brain off for two and a half hours to watch fictional spider people fight. Exactly. It's just, I don't know, man. And then, okay, so moving to the other thing. And we obviously we've mentioned this before, but it was the uh, the mention that people are swearing up and down that Gwen Stacy is trans, right? Because she has a protect trans kid flag. Flag, and then there's just I guess like the 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 story or her story arc or whatever could people are saying that represents that. Mm-hmm. My thing is this, okay? And I again, uh, and me and you are both firmly standing on the fact that. If she was, if, if it's a situation where Gwen is trans, right, 
bravo 100% support if it is it is and yeah. we don't have anything else to say besides that we support it if it is mm. Mm. however though it has to be something that is either stated or maybe even somewhat slightly implied like yeah. the um like Sid from Final Fantasy 16 right yeah the shit about where he just like hands him the clothes and goes, oh, you're, hand, you're cute, but you're not my type and walks off, right? If there were some kind of indication that where it was something was said like that, that Gwen had said or somebody said to her, yeah, then 100%, yeah. 100% support. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even, so also what I think doesn't make sense or not doesn't make sense, but would not have worked if it was the case, right? If you were going to make Gwen Stacy trans, you would have had to du- have mentioned some bit of it in the first movie. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like that would that could would have been a big s- story arc for Gwen. Bro, there how many times has she introduced herself? Like in her introduction, it's like, "Oh, I was a dead name and now I'm Gwen." Like that would have made more sense. And, they would and more sense. Again, that, if that happened, cool. But yeah. it didn't. Exactly. And I just, I think that you really got to, so like just from a character writing standpoint, not even from a societal diversity and inclusion and representation standpoint, from a character writing standpoint, making her, trans in the second movie and not making any mention of it in the first movie, the first movie. is bad character writing. And then that, that just comes off as, as um, shallow like and forced. Like look, yes. Looking for brownie points. Yeah. And it, it just comes off as, and uh, I have seen people online say like, Oh, look at the way her, her, the colorway of her suit. But like that's been her colorway since she was created in the comics. In the comics, man. Yeah. That has always been her suit. It's always like, been white, black, pink with blue shoes. Always. Right. And then when you think about the way color is used in across the Spider-Verse and into Spider-Verse, Miles' colors, it's usually like a black or like a red or a blue with certain hues and tones and that, or a mix of a bunch of colors because he's an artist, right? Mm-hmm. With Gwen, it's it's a it's usually you're gonna see colors of like a blondish color. You're gonna see pink and white, because those are the colors that she uses as her representation for Spider Man, yeah. or her Spider persona, right? Yeah. And it's just one of the things that I think was so when it comes to theories and headcanons and, and canon and stuff, right? You you saying to me, hey Taylor. What I, there's a cool theory going around that Hobie Brown has blue laces, and so and blue laces in punk culture means that you killed a cop. So would it be crazy if his canon event is that he had to kill someone close to him that was a cop? So now he wears the blue laces. That's a theory, right? And obviously Hobie wears blue laces in the movie, but it's not something that is explicitly said, and it doesn't go past that part, right? Yeah, on the and Gwen State. Go ahead. People are saying. People are saying, would it be crazy? They're not swearing by it. They're saying like, wouldn't it be like? It's just coming up as like, like, oh, that would be cool. Like if that happened. 
Yeah, and it relates to the story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One and then going back to the Gwen Stacy thing, a theory that you know doesn't really hold you know too much weight because they weren't on screen for very long. But you know whatever, it's a theory, right? They're saying that they were saying that Gwen Stacy's Peter was trans, and that's a theory that's been going around. But again, okay, it's a, it's again it's a theory, and it's not something that was, and like I know. One of the biggest things, obviously, because we know in the movie, it's been a while. So if you haven't seen it, whatever. The he turns into the lizard in her universe, right? Uh-huh. And people point out that when they were doing the, you know, the that like zoom in on Gwen, where like they're all changing outfits and hairstyles. Yeah. In the beginning, at one point he has a lizard suit on. Yeah. So like people are saying, okay, well we already knew from that clip that little quick frame screenshot we already knew that he was going to turn into the lizard right yeah okay that makes sense but even that theory about the peter in her universe being trans doesn't make sense either or doesn't hold that much weight either because it's not something that was kind of stated or said or anything mentioning when when her dad and when gwen and her dad have a conversation about peter that's not mentioned at all yeah you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, because it, this is a different situation than Sid, because, like, with the Sid thing, it's like, oh, they're acting normal about it, right? But this is a person who, you know, died. So you would think Gwen would say something about trans deaths and shit like that. Like, I don't know. It's just not, like you said, it's bad character writing, if that's the case. Yeah, because then you could you could just argue that oh yeah, Peter was being bullied by Flash Thompson, and turned into the lizard to kill him. Yeah. Then it becomes a conversation on bullying schools instead of that conversation, yeah. which is a valid conversation to have in society. It's not like it's a, like you know what I'm saying it's yeah. a conversation that we need to talk about. But yes. if the conversation presents itself, yes. You see what I'm saying? You yes, see what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, okay. And then it also gets like that that that's the heaviest part of this, but then it also gets into this weird state of like kind of like my hero where you know you know Deku likes Ochako and Ochako likes Deku and mm-hmm. that's the point of the show. But a lot of people headcanon Deku with the guys and then get angry when when he's paired with Ochako and it's it's weird because it's like okay you're you're just this is a kid yeah first off it's a child they're children and Gwen Stacy is 15 so it's it's almost like this weird and I I feel like (laughs) If if someone tells these people like you're being a my hero fan, they would kind of rethink themselves. <laughs> because it is like yes, I get it. The whole protect trans kids. Like yeah. Agree. Maybe and I guess that's where they're coming from with yeah, Gwen is a trans kid, but it's like you're you're contemplating the sexuality of a child. You're con- you're contemplating their their deep 
inner psyche with the whole like it's just it just comes off as odd yeah like that's something that that's a decision that they themselves have to make if they were a real person not a fictional character yeah i mean i know this tweet was being like facetious and trying to be funny but like it makes sense it was a tweet that said uh someone said something about gwen being trans and then the quote tweet was like actually this is a cartoon and you will never see uh their genitals ever so who cares <laughs> which is like kind of I mean, true yeah yeah and i don't even want to get into like just for overall i don't i, I don't want to get into a situation where it becomes more of a conversation about diversity and inclusion i would I, i'm saying from a character writing perspective yeah <laughs> from a character writing perspective because that would be something that you would have to make an entire movie, not entire movie, about the self identity of Gwen Stacy. The it, when in actuality, the movie across the Spider Verse is about Miles Morales. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's yeah. a character study on Miles, and it's a character study on the different types of people that could potentially wear the Spider Man mask, right? So with that heavy of a topic and i know it shouldn't be but with that heavy of a topic that you would that you would end up deciding to tackle if you they did do it right they would have had to say something in the first movie yeah instead yeah, of just randomly of throwing whole, it yeah the go whole ahead. anyone can wear the mask thing yeah also isn't there there's a non-binary spider persona that shows up in the movie Ooh. Sun Sun Spider, the one in the wheelchair. Oh, I did not know they were non-binary either. Yes. <laughs> oh shit. But that's just but they only get they only show up for like ten seconds. Yeah, they say the 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 one quip. Yeah, they only show up for they only show up for like ten seconds. But even still though, right? And that character has a is had some a comic book run, a short one. Mm-hmm. Like I I know. Like a lot of people would be like, oh, you know, you're just, you're kind of, they're feeding us crumbs here. I get that. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Mm. But I think going up for a character like that could also be something that could catapult something into something bigger. It just be, yeah, I don't know. That would just have to be something you had to talk about in the first movie. You can't you know, just you put that in the second one. You know what's the worst part about conversations like this? What's up? It's that I, I, yeah, the, you know, there's so many people online. You don't know who's crazy and who's not. But for the most part, I do think that people who are are saying this idea of Gwen Stacy being trans are are for the most part they mean no harm, right? Yeah. But then you get people who don't agree with them who just are hateful and are are bigoted. Yeah, and then it, and then it's to the point where it's like I don't agree with what they're saying, but I don't want to be associated with that guy who just called that person a slur. No, literally, <laughs> it's like we you try to have a more like level headed take on the situation, and then the loud one, and then just, you end up just looking at use the the f slur, and it's like whoa. Yeah. Hold on. I was like, okay, buddy. All right. Yeah, it's like I was with you, and then now I'm not. <laughs> oh, bro. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I just think there's, you know, other, you know, trans representation characters out there that are really cool that you could probably go follow. 
like the Guilty Gear series has like two or three of them. Bridget. Everyone loves Bridget. So, Bridget, and then and then there's another. Yeah, there's Bridget. There's another character too. The guitar, the guitar wielding vampire person. Eno's trans. She's Hold my on. favorite too. Now I gotta. Now I gotta look this up. Hold on. Um. It's I dash N O. I know how to spell it because she's my favorite. <laughs> uh, I think there were. I thought there was somebody else. This is just Bridget. Oh, uh, dude, Poison from Street Fighter. Yeah, she's trans. Testament. That's her. That's his name. Testament. Ooh, who's that? From Guilty. It's Gear? a Testament. Guilty Gear Strive. Testament. Testament's not. Te- Testament's androgynous. Oh, are are they a new character? I think so. I have not. Whoa, that's a big scythe. It was a yeah, it was a scythe, not a guitar. But even still, they're androgynous. So, but see that that's a that's another shit show because everyone loves Bridget, and then and then the random fucking douchebags are like. Oh, so grooming's okay? It's like, bro, it's a video game. No, like, that's a whole other conversation that I, yeah, that this that this podcast does not need to go to. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. we're it's trying just, to have fun. Uh, we're we're ranting, and shit. and that pissed me off. So, yeah, we're talking about we're trying to have fun, talk about nerd shit. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So I know it's like a more of a heavier topic to kind of finish up with, but. I just think that uh, the last thing I'm going to last thing I don't I'm a mini rant. Nothing crazy is uh, shipping in anime has been getting a little bit. We not weird. I'm not going to say weird. Uh-oh. I'm going to say. Y'all need to calm the hell down <laughs> when it comes to shipping anime characters, because there was a, a conversation Keep talking. No. I need to let my cat out. Oh my god! <laughs> I'll give you a second. No, um, okay, there's a conversation basically where um, they were talking about ships in Bleach, and basically people were saying that they didn't really like the Orihime and uh, Ichigo ship because it felt very one-sided, and them getting together didn't make any sense, right? Uh-huh. Now, somebody that's a mutual of mine said, oh, uh, I've always thought it was going to be uh, Ukiora and Orihime because they had a lot of chemistry. Now, me personally, I'm not super invested in ships, but I understand character dynamics. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that ship at all. Just oh. 100%. <laughs> okay. But the way in which people were responding to this person and her preferred ship was actually insane. Oh, they were getting mad about it? Like for what? They're fictional characters. They are, calm down, son. It's just a drawing. Like, bro. Okay, like I'm talking people getting super upset. Like, okay, just to preface the, I guess the types of, um, the message she was getting. It was like people getting mad because, for context in Bleach, and. You probably it's gonna take you a while to re- to catch up, so it's not a big deal that I spoil it for you. 
No. Orihime gets, so Aizen goes to Hekomundo and recruits the Espada and all that kind of stuff. It's a whole long thing. Basically, Ukiora is one of the more strong, the stronger Espada in the group. And he's tasked with keeping tabs on Orihime. Uh, so when they capture her, like she's held prisoner there for a while because she has a special ability that she can use that, that kind of would aid each go in the fight, but also something that Aizen wants to use for his own gain, right? Ukiora is a, is a, uh, basically a, oh my God. He's basically not human. I'm just gonna say that. He's mm-hmm. not human. He's sure. a hollow. He's a hollow that was given soul reaper abilities. Essentially. Okay. He has, he has okay. no heart. He is heartless. He doesn't understand humanity. Okay. Heartless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. The, the dynamic between Orihime and, and Ukiora is essentially just Ukiora learning, learning human nature and understanding what heart is. Okay. That makes sense. The problem, though, when it comes to, oh, yeah, like romantically shipping these two characters is that it gets to a point where it's somewhat borderline abuse, domestic violence, e abusive. Oh. oh, because because not only is he like super cold and distant to her because he's a villain, mm-hmm. but he also threatens to kill her a couple times. Oh. So you see, so, but again, again. It's because he's a villain. He doesn't understand human nature sure. and heart. So sure. when eventually, so at the point where he ends up dying, his last words when he sees Orihime, because he, he spent a lot of time with her during that entire arc, right? And like kind of learning, you know, her feelings towards Ichigo and, and what, you know, human spirit is and how people care for one another, all that stuff. His last sure. phrase was something like, now I know what a heart is or something like that, essentially, right? Okay. Get Understanding that he's he finally understands what emotions and feelings are, right? Mm-hmm. And, and her and my mutuals basis for the ship was, oh, I think if they if he had been alive, they could, you know, she could teach him how to care and how to love for others and and he could develop a heart and it can turn into something romantic. I just think that, you know, huh. and she's like, oh, well, no, he was under Aizen's orders to keep tabs on her and to kill her if she stepped out of line. I understand that. But it's like, just, it didn't, it just didn't, their dynamic is more of him learning human nature and not him learning how to love somebody. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So people were, coming in the comments talking to her crazy and then when she returns the favor in kind like you're not about to talk to me that kind of way yeah they respond with oh i'm like what i'm just responding to my trauma bitch what what my, it's like the the that ship like triggered something in my in my past experiences and like i shouldn't be Basically, we're trying to like feign responsibility for replying a certain type of way to the to my mutual because yeah. they've experienced abuse in their own daily lives that Odihime Ukiwa's ship reminded them of that. So they were they feigned responsibility for talking disrespectfully to that person. Yeah, and it's like, please go outside. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> like, sorry, sorry that happened, but I am not. You don't know me. It's we don't know each other. How was I supposed to know that that was something that happened to you, and that's why you don't like the ship? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like they, like they're the thing with the internet is that you could talk to any person at any point in time, no matter what, from all sections of everywhere. That's a good thing, but it's also a very bad thing because then you end up running into stuff like this. There are people way too comfortable online, man. It's nuts. All for about a ship, about a romantic ship between two fictional characters, between two drawings. Right now, like- you know. The fuck? Oh, and even with me, like when I posted that video with um, the angel devil and Aki, and people got people were in my comments oh, mad yeah. about that. They were saying like, "Oh, you're." Didn't someone call you homophobic? No, someone said. I don't remember what somebody said. I, I replied was, something <laughs> crazy. I think I replied like a copy paste of what that guy said. It was okay. There were people, okay, there were people in the, for those that need contact, I think I talked about it in an in a earlier episode too. I posted, when Chainsaw Man was airing, this this girl on TikTok posted a video saying, oh my God, the chemistry's there. It's such a cute couple, X, Y, and Z, right? Obviously, I've read the manga and I can see- You know more. I know a little more about the relationship between Aki and the, and the, and the angel devil. And I understand what their dynamic is, but at no point was I like- Oh, yeah. You know, they could be a little... I just thought it was weird. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was, oh, you know, it's just not something I would see. I could see. And even in my tweet, I said, are people actually shipping these two? Not to say it was wrong. Not to say I didn't agree with it. I just said, are people actually... Is this a thing that people are talking about? Sure. Because I was curious. I was genuinely curious. Because literally I saw... Literally I'd scroll through TikTok. It was like, I saw that video and saved it. The next like three videos I scrolled to were either videos of that same interaction when like they little hands Aki the handkerchief. Remember that part? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that scene, right? Like two videos with that scene, and then it was like two more videos with fan art of them together as a ship. And I was like, is that a real thing that people are talking about? Mm-hmm. And people in my comments talking about some. Uh, Oh, so you don't agree with the Aki and Angelo ship, but you, but you like, but you, but you're okay with Makima grooming Denji, who's a child. No. It's like, I never said that. I never said that. That's a whole other conversation that you just brought up. It's just, it's just a point in the show. Which I don't agree with. Like, I don't understand what the, what the issue is. Oh, it's, it's like, okay. So bad guy does bad thing, but that's not good. But you agree but you agree with bad guy? Like like be for real. Like <laughs> like I think I think I think Makima is obviously a you know mysterious character who uh has this kind of like antagonist vibe to her and you can obviously tell she's manipulating Denji. Yeah. So at no point did I say, "Oh my god, that's uh, my ship is Aki and my ship is is Maki and Denji. That's yeah. not my... No. Also, this show doesn't warrant ships. Like, it, like the whole vibe of the show, yes, Denji is horny. He's trying to get with people. But it's not even like a show where it's like, oh, like... Again, to go back to My Hero, there's no Deku Ochako. It's like, 
there's so much more going on in this show that like how do you have the time to think about who's gonna get with who yeah and if you really want to break down just romantic interest in in you got brought up a good point we want to bring up like romantic interest in chainsaw man uh is it himiko his name it's himiko himino 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 and aki right that's the only real like relationship you truly see that you could say that's a ship in the in the in the show right and for spoiler reasons that shit gets cut quick immediately because of the because of the overall theme of the show that yes you know working as a profession as a devil hunter having love interest or being involved with somebody is not going to work because at some point in time some things are going to happen yes. <laughs> you know yes. some things are going to happen you can't you know what I'm saying you're risking your life out there essentially so who's the ma- who's the mangaka uh, Fujimoto? No. Fujimoto yeah yeah, I, d- I just don't think Fujimoto has the time to get... I think that's kind of what Denji's a parody of. Yeah, Denji is. Denji is kind of a pig, but, but he's a better written character than someone like Meliodas because Denji is making fun of Meliodas, I think. I think Denji is literally a. I think he's a subversion of of usual MC MCs and Shonen because his motivations are very shallow. Yeah, <laughs> and they're it's more like, self they're more self serving of anything, bro. Because again, I I can rip on this show so much. Meliodas is a perv, but he's played off as this big like hero. Yeah, Denji's a big perv, and he and. That's what he is. <laughs> yeah, because he's what he's like four, 14. Yeah, and it's it's everyone knows like okay, this guy is obviously not a hero. Like bro, he tosses he almost tossed a guy into a, a into a bad guy. It's just and then he yeah. was like I can't I can't grab that car. It's full of women. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just the yeah, we're just going back to like the mini rant, right? Like cool out on on the internet i just think you know the biggest thing for me is if you don't like the tweet or if you don't agree with somebody says right if it's not anything super egregious or wild not a pocket you know what i'm saying if it's if it's of that kind of air uh that kind of you know aura you know block him keep going if 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 it's just a bad anime take that's just kind of you know you don't agree with it or you think it's dumb just scroll past it. You know, yeah, you don't have to, to respond to everything. Right. Like I think I don't, I don't think the Ukiora and Odahime ship is a thing. I think it's kind of weird. But when yeah. I saw my mutual tweeted, I was like, eh, I don't agree with it. And just kept it up my day. I just didn't care. <laughs> I just didn't care. I didn't want to engage with it. Cause I didn't agree. Didn't care. You ever notice all the people who reply to argue have like 27 followers. <laughs> Oh my god! Like, like who are you tweeting to? It's just like I don't know. Like, it's like, are are you okay? Is everything good at home? Are you getting yeah. the, are you getting the 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 amount of dopamine that you need every day? Yeah, man. From people outside of the phone that you currently own. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I guess like speaking on ships in that in that regard, when it comes to bleach, just my own personal take, just because I don't get to talk about that much. I think the 
I do agree that the Ichigo and Orihime ship is kind of obviously it was it's the, obviously the end goal. Like that was going to happen regardless, yeah. just how the story yeah. was going. But in a sense too, though, Ichigo treated her more like a friend or somebody. He just he's a close a close you know a close friend than yeah. somebody he had a romantic interest for. The only person that really showed any kind of you know romantic interest in somebody. And it was it was one sided both times. It was Odihime with Ichigo, and it's Uriyu with Odihime. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> it's is, like is she is she just in the story to be the love interest? No, and I hate that the anime does that to her. The anime does does her so bad. Like she's way better in the, my bad. She's way better in the manga as a character in her own like her own right. She has. She just looks better instead of her being the damsel that yells Ichigo's name 30,000 times an episode. She yeah. actually has stuff that she talks about. It's yeah, the anime kind of ruined her for a lot of people. Okay. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's like the it's it, everything was kind of one sided, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> I kind of a this might be the wrong um comparison, but. It kind of reminds me of Harry Potter in a way, the that love triangle where it was. Hermione <laughs> was kind of into Harry. Harry was kind of like whatever, and Ron was just there. <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, oh gosh, it's the same thing. As as I get as I get older, uh, you know I like Harry Potter for the most part. It's fine. But when you when you really get into the nitty gritty, it is so fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, like bro. the magic, the magic is cool, and and the evil and the kid that the the child who survived, that's all cool. But Quidditch is is a nerd's vision of what sports is. <laughs> And and none of the romance is ever earned. Ever. Nope. nope. Why is Harry with Ginny? Just, I, I mean, maybe I have to see them again, but I just don't remember them ever talking until they do. And then he likes her. Yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah. So, like, the... I mean, you kind of figure that that would be... Like, Orihime and Ichigo would be the, the main... Yeah, duo like you see it like even in their, she's quirky bread girl. Yeah, it, it, and in their um, like promo like promo art and cover arts and other random like drawings that Kubo makes, you can see like that they have like the chemistry or whatever. But you know Ichigo is not necessarily concerned about love interests throughout the entirety of the um show of the show and of the story in general. He's just. <laughs> He's kind of been on the same path the entire time, like just making sure he the, the the people that he cares about the most are safe. That's literally it. That's all he cares about. Do you, do you think it's because do you think it's because uh, Kubo's favorite is Orihime? Because any time that that drawing of all the women in bikinis, oh yeah, she is front and center. It's like her and Nell <laughs> every time. 
and and their bathing suits are like the skimpiest. Oh, Nell's yeah. the blue the blue hair girl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another one that is front and center every single time. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. That's just. Do you think it's just Kubo drew her and was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think he, you know, like Magaka's art styles develop over time. And yeah. she definitely looked, he definitely added some stuff to her on the yes. back end of the story. Dang it, he hit my mic. On the back end of the story, he definitely yes. added a lot to her. <laughs> but I don't know. That's just the, he, yeah. I, doesn't he make multiple bathing suit drawings like yearly? Like I, th- I think he's he continues to draw the characters in general, and I think like he's very good at just, you know, drawing characters in different fashion and different outfits and stuff. I and- I have seen like ones where they're all dripped out, like Chad is dripped out and shit. Like I've seen that. Yeah, but but I remember I think recently there was one of Nell, and the caption was in this interview. Kubo said, this is the best bathing suit I've ever drawn. <laughs> <laughs> that is a man that knows what he likes. I tell you that, <laughs> that is nuts. <laughs> but yeah, like, I guess to wrap my the rant up, just, uh, you know, chill out how you talk to people online. If you don't like what's being said, just scroll past it. Unless you can disagree in a way that create some kind of a dialogue yeah or some kind of conversation a discussion not an argument yeah because there are people in the comments besides the ones that were calling her out of her name which is crazy there are people in the comments that were actively like hey i don't agree with this shit because of x y and z like and then the response was oh i never looked at it that way Mm. and there you have it you see what i'm saying like it's that easy like for me, I just didn't have I don't have too much knowledge on ships or, or too invested in ships in general to reply in a way that goes that gives that has that kind of conversation. It would just you know what I'm saying? I just scroll past it because I don't I mean I don't really agree with it, so it's no big deal. Um but yeah, like this you know, you ship whoever you want, just make but it, okay, even then, like even the, the shipping and stuff, last thing I'm gonna say. Some of the some of the characters are that people ship or like or, or sim for is kind of wild to me because and you know magakas and people in general just have a habit of making villains hot. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There are just some that I'm just like, hey, you know, I can see why you like that person. Cool, whatever. You know, people sim for Dobby. He's just evil. He's just evil. He's just an evil yes. person. Whatever. People said before, Ghetto is a little, you know, eh, because all he's 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 just evil, but also that man uh somewhat actively promoted genocide of people that don't have cursed energy. You see what I'm saying? And then yes. there was this random one where I saw somebody talking about a character that you that does not gonna show up until JJK gets its inevitable third season. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this character, uh Naoya, I'll say his name Naoya, right? 
He's part of the Zenning clan. I'm not going to explain the context behind him, but he is, this man has a PhD in misogyny. Like he makes, he makes red pill and Andrew Tate people look like 14 year olds. Oh Lord. And people are like, oh my God, he's so hot. I understand he's a fictional character, but that's insane. That's insane. <laughs> that's insane. That's insane. People are talking about some, oh, you know, him and Maki, because I'm like, again, not going to give context, but him and Maki, you know, they got to have some chemistry. What? No. Are we God. serious? No, it's like, are we serious? But yeah, no, nah, it's, yeah, that's the last thing I'm going to say. I just think it's, it's kind of, just, you know, ship whatever if you if you like a certain character or whatever. It's just it's just like Dude, honestly, it's just cause girls like assholes. <laughs> it's cause nice guys always finish last. Oh my god, bro. That's so funny. Um so yeah, that's you know, we've been ranting for a while. You got any uh got any music you want to share to the people? Uh have you have you heard the OG version of Star Room? Yes. By Mac? It's very good. Uh, yes, it's I'm, very good. I, I'm in my yearly Mac Miller era. It's honestly insane how that movie is 10 years old. Oh, that movie, that album is 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Watch movies with the sound off. Uh, yeah, I guess listen to that again. But also 2D by Healy. H-E-A-L-Y. Yeah. He's dropping more again. I'm excited for him. Yeah. Um. What? Uh, well, I, I talked to you about this. The Dev Lemons, the delusional EP, pretty yes. solid. I like that. Yes. Nightstand is a song that I come back to all the time. I love it. Literally, before we started recording, uh, TikTok sometimes, it's hit or miss, sometimes has some good songs that pop up. Sometimes, yeah. This song called... Mimi's Delivery Service by Good Kid. Oh, you, you tweeted it. Yeah, I tweeted it earlier before we started recording. It's an all more alter it's an alternative song. It's definitely up like your alley in terms of like overall sound. Mm-hmm. I thought it was phenomenal. Like and you know, the thing about TikTok where they play like a, a small snip of a song to go with like the clip they're playing or whatever. And it's always like the best clip, but you never hear like the rest of the, like you always hear like the 15 seconds, but you never hear the other two minutes of 45. Mm-hmm. I do think this is a great song. That 15 seconds is great, but the rest of the song was really good. So sure. I think um, that song, Mimi's Delivery Service, and then the EP itself, uh, Good Kid 3. I started listening to before we started recording, and I like the rest of the EP as well. So definitely go check that out as well. Um, Dude, I think Good Kid, I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is the same band that like met up with Connor from Trash Taste. Yeah. And all their music is is free to use. Like, uh, copyright free. Really? I think... If I'm not mistaken. Huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Probably makes money off of that though. Huh, whatever. But um but yeah, that's pretty cool. So yeah, Jeffy, check those songs out. Uh, I know we talked for it's been a minute since we've had a hour thirty plus uh, yeah. podcast episode. 
but you know we had a lot to talk about you know some i stuff i noticed i noticed that i go on tangents a lot <laughs> i just I really... ramble <laughs> we both do i think that's just the i guess that's just like the theme for this podcast is we start on something and end up going somewhere else but we always what we end up talking about though will always be on topic though it's not like we it's not like we stray and talk about something completely random it has just, something I, to do with what we're talking about. It hit me when I started talking about Harry Potter and you were like, to go back to Bleach. And I was like, oh, fuck, we were talking about Bleach. <laughs> it still made sense, though. It still, yeah. it still added to what we were talking about. It was, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so next time we come on, I think we'll probably talk about the new anime season that's coming for summer. I'm very excited about the shows that are coming out then. Um, hopefully we can get Kay uh, onto the podcast as a guest hopefully soon um, so yeah that's been it's been everything I've been Nostalgia Castle by Zoe see you guys next time peace peace